Hello everyone, my name is Naomi Williams and welcome to Dawning Diabetes Podcast where we talk about type 1 diabetes, other autoimmune disorders, and healthy living. Hi everybody, it is National Autoimmune Awareness Month, which is something I just recently learned this week. So today I will bring awareness to celiac disease, Hashimoto's thyroid disease, and lupus. Before the month of March is over y'all, I can't believe it will be April soon and if you live in the south, it's pretty much springtime over here, okay? so. If you want to learn something new today, then you don't want to miss this information. Please do not take any information or stories shared on this podcast as medical advice. Please consult with your doctor or medical professional before changing your health plan. Okay, let's first talk about celiac disease. So you may have heard about gluten-free foods and a gluten-free diet, and you're probably wondering what is gluten? You know, I've heard about gluten before, but what is it? Why is it so publicized now? So gluten is a term used to describe foods made with wheat, rye, and barley. And there are people, including type one diabetics about 10 to 20 percent of type 1 diabetics who can't digest these foods properly that's made with wheat rye and barley so it's not just an allergic reaction which is serious too anaphylaxis can be life-threatening but it's an autoimmune reaction that occurs when the immune system attacks the small intestine according to the celiac foundation the villi that line the small intestine are shortened over time when someone has celiac and doesn't know it. So shortened villi can lead to malabsorption of nutrients from other foods and other health issues. And so the main symptoms include fatigue, bone and joint pain, migraines, digestive discomfort, and canker sores in the mouth. And I've had canker sores before, you guys. And let me tell you, they are not fun. But those are some of the main symptoms of celiac. And also, people do not know this, but sometimes people who have celiac may be asymptomatic, which means they don't have any symptoms at all. It just shows up in their blood that they have celiac or it shows up in, you know, a screening of their um, intestine that there's some damage and gluten could be the cause of it. So anyone can get tested for celiac by an antibody blood test. And sometimes people may have to do a video capsule endoscopy. I know it's a huge word, right? But it's short for VCE. And so pretty much a video capsule endoscopy is in plain terms is that a doctor, a gastrologist specifically would or eternal medicine doctor would go inside your gut with a camera 
and take pictures of your villi and anything else they see that's abnormal in your gut or they just take pictures of everything to make sure everything looks healthy. In some cases, they may take a biopsy um, of your villi and get that tested at a laboratory to let you know if celiac was the cause of why your villi were shortened in your gut. But that's what celiac disease is. And a little fun fact about me, I am gluten sensitive. So gluten does make me feel kind of sick if I eat too much of it. And I try to stay away from a lot of gluten if I can, but I am not sure if I have celiac or not. Um, my blood test results have came back negative many times because um, I have gotten that checked many times, but we shall see in the future. I hope I don't have celiac. It's always good to get checked um, every so many months just to make sure, especially if you're gluten sensitive um, like me, um, it's just good to get checked. So I know I will get checked again one day this year. So I hope I'm just gluten sensitive and I just need to stay away from a whole lot of gluten, but I can eat something, you know, with wheat, rye or barley in it, but just sometimes, you know, so we'll see. So enough about me. So let's talk about lupus. So Lupus is another autoimmune disorder that occurs when the immune system produces antibodies that are against certain healthy tissues and organs in the body like your heart, lungs, and kidneys, according to the Lupus Foundation of America. This can cause flare-ups to happen, leading to inflammation, which causes pain and discomfort. So the main symptoms of lupus include butterfly rash on the face, sensitivity to light, low-grade fevers, which is something I didn't know it could be, you know, linked to a chronic illness is low-grade fevers. Go figure. But yes, yeah, so that's a symptom. Headaches, swelling of joints, and chest pain when breathing deeply. So lupus, similar to type 1 diabetes, can happen over time and lupus affects minorities more. Um, and lupus can be treated with different steroids and medications. And did you know that more women than men can develop lupus? But men get lupus too, you guys. And I'm going to share with you guys a few celebrities who have lupus but are still, you know, living their lives as singers and actresses and actors and all that type of jazz, you guys. Fun fact, Tony Braxton, a legendary R&B singer and artist, has lupus. She developed lupus or noticed her symptoms when she was a young adult. And then Selena Gomez, who you know her as you know, she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. If you saw that as a kid, if you looked at Disney shows, she also was in different movies like Cinderella. So anywho, we grew up with Selena Gomez. Um, she's around our age. We grew up with her when we all were kids. 
Um, but yes, she has lupus too. And if you guys followed her story back in 2017, her best friend, Francia Raza, donated a kidney to her so she could live a healthier life, which I think is so sweet and amazing that she gave one kidney to her best friend, which just happened to be Selena Gomez at the time. Um, And sorry if I mispronounce her last name, um, but her name, Francia. So even Nick Cannon, who is a successful businessman, actor and show host, and he was married to Mariah Carey, y'all, but they got a divorce, has lupus that mainly affects his kidneys. So all these women and men are very successful in their careers, despite what they go through. You can definitely manage lupus. You can definitely be successful with it um, because these stars are, you know, living their best life, you know, in managing their lupus the best way they know how. Last but not least is Hashimoto's disease. I know you're like, whoa, Hashimoto? Okay, but yes, Hashimoto's thyroid disease. So this is an autoimmune disorder that can cause hypothyroidism. This just means the thyroid is not producing enough hormones that help regulate metabolism and other functions of the body. So this is similar to um, hypoglycemia, so which just means not enough blood glucose, you know, in the body. So same thing. Um, it's just two different hormones. But anywho, so this happens because the immune system attacks the thyroid's healthy tissues off and on. This leads to an enlarged thyroid gland, fatigue, weight gain, slow heartbeat, dry skin, joint and muscle stiffness, and pain, and difficulty concentrating, according to Cleveland Clinic. Okay, y'all, so about the weight gaining that is a symptom of autoimmune disorders in general, um, especially type 1 diabetes. So I was, I've always been asked this question when I was growing up with type 1 diabetes, even as a young adult, I was asked this question in college. So how did you become a type 1 diabetic? You're so skinny. And so words are powerful, you guys. Words are very powerful. And that person or those few people rather were body shaming when they didn't realize they were. Um, Somebody could have a medical condition no matter what size they are. Um, You can gain a lot of weight with a medical condition or you can lose a lot of weight with a medical condition. And, you know, when I was a little girl, I was very curvy and I loved my curves. But when I became a type one diabetic, I lost my curves. I lost a lot of weight. Um, and that's why I'm still skinny now is because I had lost so much weight when I was a little girl. Um, and so I did gain some weight back in high school, 
um, when I play volleyball, but then I lost that weight again. So, you know, please do not judge people based on their weight or their size. You don't know what that person is going through medical wise. And that person could just be healthy and curvy, healthy and skinny. Um, and that's a great thing. So I just think we need to stop judging people on their body size and shape. And we need to uplift one another, especially as women. We need to uplift one another, you know, and make it a good thing to be okay with your body. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to clarify that um, for all autoimmune disorders, you can gain weight or lose weight. But if you're concerned about your weight and your size, you know, definitely go to a doctor and have them check you out. Make sure you're not a type one diabetic or you don't have an autoimmune disorder or something's wrong with your thyroid, you know? So, but that's only if you are concerned. If you're not concerned, then continue on your health journey, you know? So anyway, that's all I wanted to say about weight gain because that is such a huge stigma. Those are the main symptoms of hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's. And this can be treated by a daily medication called level thyroxine. And this autoimmune disorder is manageable. Men or women can develop this too. And did you know that Adrian Hoffman, who is one of the co-hosts on the TV show called The Real Has Hashimoto's, she has shared this on The Real many times, y'all, to spring awareness. And she is very successful in her hosting, acting, and singing career. So type 1 diabetes is linked to these autoimmune disorders because environmental factors play a role in all of these. Also, celiac and lupus have been known to cause type 1 diabetes. And so think about it this way. Your immune system creates these antibodies to attack different tissues in the body. Well, one of those tissues or organs could be the pancreas. And that's how someone who has lupus can develop type 1 diabetes. Same thing with celiac. Your pancreas is a part of the digestive system. So therefore, if your immune system is attacking your intestine, it can also damage your pancreas that works with your intestines to digest food. So these are the only known autoimmune disorders that can cause T1D that I know of. But other than that, it's still a mystery on how autoimmune disorders happen in the first place. I will dedicate a few episodes to new findings that's happening in the future um, to kind of explain what different medicines cure, cures, or just different things they're finding on these different autoimmune disorders. But if you don't know, now you know about three well-known autoimmune disorders. And since it's Autoimmune Awareness Month, please share this information with people that you know in your community. 
And for those of us who have autoimmune disorders, you are not alone in what you deal with. We all have to figure this thing out. So please email me if you want to share your health story with us. Any health story that's inspiring and motivating is welcome. So next week, I will be talking with you guys about my T1D story that recently just happened to me. Okay, so this has been Naomi Williams with Dawning Diabetes. Thanks for listening today. Tune in for next week's episode. Episodes are posted every Thursday. If you haven't already, check out more episodes. Check out the Dawning Diabetes Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages where you can join a community and find more content. Please subscribe and download. See ya.